Hey guys, this is Brandon, your friendly neighborhood podcaster. Before we get started tonight, we wanted to take a minute and let you guys know that we have some very exciting things coming your way in the near future. I won't go into any details right now, but I just wanted to let you know that due to the extra workload, is it really will be going back to its original bi-weekly schedule. I promise you it'll be worth it. Well, on behalf of Mitch and Zach, I just wanted to thank you for continuing to support our efforts, and we look forward to a great 2020 with you guys. Now sit back, relax, unless you're driving, and enjoy our episode on Indiana Jones. Welcome to Is It Really? The podcast that challenges popular opinions about movies. I'm Dr. Brandon Sharp. I'm Short Zach. And I'm Mitch Williams. And tonight we're grabbing our whips and asking, are we jonesing for more Indiana? (laughs) Mitch? That's good. Why don't you read the synopsis for Indiana Jones? Here we go. Indiana Jones is a professor by day, an adventuring archaeologist by other days. He travels the world recovering lost artifacts. It's fun. So Indiana Jones, is there anything like this franchise? I really enjoyed the most recent Tomb Raider movie with Alicia Vikander. I never saw the originals or played the video games. But I thought that the most recent film was very fun in I feel like it's borrowing a lot from the Indiana Jones films. Also, the mummy with Brandon Fraser comes to mind. So I think what movies like the Tomb Raider have in common with Indiana Jones is like a treasure hunt type thing going on. And um, I think of movies like National Treasure. We're still like X marks the spot. Da Vinci Code solving a mystery. Da Vinci Code? (laughs) Zach is grimacing. Uh Da Vinci Code absolutely feels. Okay. Uh, Last Crusade felt very Da Vinci Code esque. Sure, to sure, me. sure, sure, sure. There's just some there's some similar tropes happening there. I think though, where Indiana Jones kind of sets itself apart, like it's got this like campy tone to it. Like some of the villains, like the Nazi in the first one, and then the Asian fellow in the in the opening of Temple of Doom, huh. very campy. It's just from like a different era. It's not like a it doesn't have a present day feel to it. Right. And I think also one thing those other other movies lack is like this all American hero like Indiana Jones, like a man of many talents. And he's easily the strongest leading man out of some of the movies we've mentioned. Yeah, no kidding. What can he not do? Right, right. He speaks every language. I was actually going to say one of the things I like about Indiana Jones and what I was thinking about when I watched Alicia Vikander's Tomb Raider is that we're seeing a character that we believe can lose like both those movies, the newest Tomb Raider and Raiders of the Lost Ark, both open with our hero of the story losing and not getting their way. And I, the thing I like about both those characters is that they're not perfect action heroes. Like whenever they're in a fight, like they take damage, but they always just get that last little bit or they outsmart their enemy somehow and they're able to get away. So I think that's the thing about Indiana Jones is like sometimes he shows up and shoots everybody, but in those big like hand to hand fights, he's just getting his butt kicked. But somehow he manages to reign victorious over his foes. 
Sometimes he's committing cultural genocide and killing everyone. Yeah. Other times, right, right. he's not really a brawler. He's just he gets lucky a lot, you know, and he does carry a gun and he uses a whip. But I feel like he's not really like a like a great fighter. You're right. He does get himself into a lot of fights for someone right. who's not a great fighter. Right. The, my favorite fight is the guy with the sword who does all the stuff and then and right. he just shoots him. Sh- shoots him, which. You think about that now, he's just shooting guys in the street. Yeah. Right. You know, there's <laughs> no like law. That's like one of my favorite movie scenes ever. That struck me. Right. A I was like, this oh, time. this is like barbaric. <laughs> he's right. just a he's cold just... blooded killer. Yeah. And he yeah. doesn't go to therapy either. Like, that's how the next movie should start. <laughs> he's just in the doctor's office, just. <laughs> no, I just want one scene where a local government arrests the man who's right. killing hordes of people. And they're, they opened know. the Ark of the Covenant around me. I had to do it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think Indy's like special skill is just like coming up with stuff on his feet. Like he's an improviser. That's his special skill. He's just able to think his way out of problems quickly. Right. He builds the plane in the air. And if the plane's crashing, he has a life raft or a parachute because we're in the air. No, no, no. I'm saying in Temple of Doom, (laughs) they jump out of the airplane with a life raft and then it opens in halfway through. They land on the mountain. The mountain goes into the waterfall in the life raft. Everything is fine. Uh, Brandon, did you not rewatch these movies before? (laughs) I just showed my hand. (laughs) Clearly just showed my hand. Yikes. Well, everyone makes a big fuss about the the nuclear bomb refrigerator and Crystal Skull. Well, the life raft jumping out of an airplane struck me as maybe even more preposterous. I don't know. But that's like fun bad. Whereas in like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it's like, yes, Indiana <laughs> was, Jones is in the nuclear age now. <laughs> it was it was as odd to me. Another thing that comes to mind for me is the uh, uh, Brandon's a video gamer. The Nathan Drake Uncharted series. You ever play those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just I did. Yes, just like it's the treasure hunter thing, but it's also just like the not to sound weird, but like a big defining attribute for me of Indiana Jones is he's like a sexy guy, like he's a sex kind of symbol. So it's about like a good looking, it's a a good looking dude, and he you know is is charming and he's funny. Uh, So he's swashbuckling. I do think you're right though. His best attribute is just his ability to think on his feet. Also, he is un. Daunted by all of the locations he ends up in, you know, and and like, honestly, there's no way I'd crawl down in the tomb in Raiders. Even if I like knew something was down there that was priceless, I don't know that I could crawl down there. You know, like, I don't know that I could do it. What these films work without Harrison Ford? I say yes. I say no. I say no. Okay, here's my thing. I almost could get myself behind Shia LaBeouf being the new Indiana Jones when there was all that buzz. So I was like, okay, if I could do that after seeing Crystal Skull, take some of these good movies, and I don't even, like, I always feel the same way about James Bond. Like, these movies would never work with whoever they've announced next, you know, Daniel Craig, whoever. Like, it doesn't matter. I've said, no, not that person. And I feel like they do. I think Indiana Jones is amazing with Harrison Ford and he is the best, but I think they could be pretty good with someone else. But I feel like the character is so built around Ford and like his personality at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, we've seen what happens when you try to change anything with the Indiana Jones franchise 
it doesn't work. As we see in Crystal Skull, when you change elements, when you try to bring in new things, people don't like it. So I I feel like you don't have Ford, you don't have Indiana Jones. It's Mm -hmm. weird because James Bond and Indiana Jones are both serials in a way. Like they're both just like, here's a new adventure we're going on. But I don't know. There's just something about the way James Bond has been built out. Like it lends itself to new people coming in and sliding in. Right. Maybe that's because Indiana Jones just hasn't done that yet. I'm with you, Brandon. But right. I think there's been such a long amount of time with Harrison. Like, first one came out, like, what, 40 years ago? Yeah. 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 That's, I don't think that's the way James Bond came about. I think it was a little bit more quickly that they started replacing him. So, and there's way more James Bond movies than there are. How many James Bond movies are there? Like 23 or something like that? Sure. And there's only four Indiana Jones films. <laughs> well, prior to the release of Kingdom, Temple of Doom was considered the worst film in the franchise. Is it? No. Yes. <laughs> Tell us why, Zach. It's the, it's the worst, Mitch. <laughs> a little bit of work. Just a little bit of it's, work into these responses. It's the worst. <laughs> I love Temple of Doom. The movie opens with a musical number. So I feel like if you enjoy that, that kind of sets the table for like, hey, this is going to be weirder than Raiders of the Lost Ark. And if you're willing to go with it, I think there's a lot of fun to be had. If you're into the first five minutes, you're going to like the movie. Although my big thing is, I know that this is a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark, technically, but I really enjoyed uh, Marion Ravenwood in the first one. And I would have liked to have seen more of her character, but not in Temple, not in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Well, I think they said they wanted to do it like James Bond and have a different woman every time. That was the idea. So that's why they didn't do it. Right. But, but she's so good in that first one that I was like, more of her, yeah. please. Sure. She's great in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I think. I enjoy what she's doing. I think she's doing the best she has. They just don't have anything for her to do. She seems a little tired in that movie. I'm um, the mom! This, this, feels like, this feels like sexism. <laughs> a little no, tired. I, am, I don't mean it that way. Uh, she's no longer in she her just... vital youth, so... He needs to trade her in for the new model. <laughs> It, oh, jeez, Brandon. No. Well, I, that's that's not what I meant Brandon, at all. I figured let's just go yeah, all the way. I, then. That's obviously, that's not what Brandon meant. No, I'm, I'm just saying in Kingdom, in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, they have her show up, and she basically goes, uh, yes, Mutt is our son. And then she doesn't do anything for the rest of the movie except stand in the background quite literally. And smile. And yeah. smile. So I feel like she's and, doing the best that she can do with what she has. But they were like. What do we do with this character now? Oh, oh I was shoot. I think I was just a little annoyed that it was such a stereotype of like, he's your son. I didn't tell right. you. Like, I've seen that a million times. <laughs> I yeah. never told you. OK, here's my yeah. thing with Temple Doom. I was rewatching it this week. And as soon as anything goes on, I was like, oh, heck, yeah, I'm into yeah. this. A Chinese rendition of anything goes. You know, that's my thing. Specifically, I like Chinese musical theater. Yeah. But the the mountain of racist stuff that you have to watch in Temple of Dune specifically, it makes it unwatchable for me. I just, it's so Mm. dark and it's so offensive. It feels mean spirited and adolescent to me in a way the other ones don't like it's just gory and cartoonishly violent and like not even thoughtful. Like we're going to bring in a voodoo doll now. Like it's just like not even close to being culturally researched at all. It feels really not mean. Yeah, actually. Yeah. It feels mean spirited to me, especially the way it treats. What's the main woman's name? I can't remember. Willie. Willie. She's always getting like punched and beaten up. 
Well, it's like she's in heels and she's shrill and he calls her doll. It's just very mean to her, I feel like. And it's difficult to watch her. Like, I, I understand people why people criticize that character because it, it is difficult to watch that for two hours. I feel like the character is meant to be a satire on the damsel right. in distress, but right, it's right. unwatchable. So I, I just think it's kind of a meaner movie. It is interesting how they went a completely different direction with the leading lady in this one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, someone who's right. self-possessed and capable and uh, doesn't put up with Indy's crap. Right. I just feel like, you know, the other one was a success. Right. I don't know why. Because it's a prequel. But you still could have brought I, her back because it's established that they know each other. So you could have had her play question. in some capacity. Yes. <laughs> what in the movie gives away that it's a prequel? I've never. The date at the beginning when it says that it's in it's, 1930 okay. It's super thrown away. Yeah, you have to right. be watching for okay. it. I never would have known that, I guess. Yeah, I, I thought it was weird because when I was watching it and I saw that, I said, is, is this before Raiders? And I looked it up and people were just like, yeah, it's a prequel. So I was like, oh, okay. Look, Cool. That's interesting. I've never, I never knew that. There's also, I just feel like something about Temple Doom that feels like it abandons parts of Indiana's personality for me. Like it's, it's much more action oriented. It's Indy the Adventurer, which I like. He seems but, less clever, sure. Yeah, but he's not an academic anymore. He's not a scientist. He's not a professor. He's a thinker. That's like one of his main things is he's a he's an academic. Yeah, Absolutely. when I think about Indiana Jones, it's like, it's Han Solo, but he's smarter. <laughs> like, that's what it is. You know, he's a rogue, but he's... He's basically Batman. He's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Absolutely. So it's it just abandons those elements of who he is. Zach's face right now, though. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I want to get on board with that or not. <laughs> I think I think set some of the issues aside, and I realize that's not easy, but some of the issues we've talked about with the overt racism. I think one thing for me with Temple of Doom is the it's just stranger than yeah. the other ones. I like that it's darker, actually, to be honest. Like, I like that it's so different from Raiders, which I guess for some people, it's a deal breaker that they go for it. But for me personally, like... Well, hold on. I just want to I want to push on that. It's not a deal breaker that the movie is darker. It's, it's a deal breaker that it's, that it's violent and yes, mean. Sure. Those sure. are different things. I guess, I guess yeah. for me, being not alive when these movies were coming out, for me personally, when I'm, you know, popping, you know, the next one in the Blu-ray player right after I've watched the first one, there is a level of, well, I don't want to see the same movie again. Whereas I feel like if I got Last Crusade right after Raiders of the Lost Ark, I Absolutely. might be like, these are a little too similar. So I think I like Temple of Doom directly after Raiders because I was like, oh, this is really different and dark and strange and and very violent. So I watched yeah. that and I'm like, it's it's a totally different movie, which then makes Last Crusade kind of like, oh, it's nice to be back. But I'm guessing yeah. if I were, you know, a young man and I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark and then I had a couple years and they were like, all right, here comes Temple of Doom. And I'd be like, great. Another another fun adventure. And I might sit down in the theater and go, huh? <laughs> I do think it fits nicely in between right. the Raiders two. and Last Crusade. I do agree with that. I agree I, with it, too. When I rewatched Last Crusade this time, I was like, oh, this feels, having just watched Star Wars, like the J.J. return, yes. you know, like to right, right yes. the ship. Uh, right. But yep. if that had been done, done better, because sure. uh, I think Last Crusade is also a good movie. I love in Temple of Doom, not the characterization, but the performance of 
short round. I think that kid is giving 110% on that performance. That kid is really going for it. Unfortunately, his dialogue and the actual character yikes i I, I can't y'all i can't no i think he's a good actor yeah uh, but the whole point is look at the little funny chinese kid yes yes it is it's unwatchable for me that being said (laughs) uh, here's what i like about it maybe it's because it was late at night and maybe it's because i was kind of i don't know where my heart was but when uh he yells at indy I I love you, Wendy. I was like, <laughs> he's it, super cute. It he, got yeah. me when he said that. Yeah, because like I believe the kid when he says like I love you, Wendy. You're my best friend. I feel like most child actors, I'd be a little bit like, uh. But because that kid is so good, I was like, dang, I I believe him. So yeah, I like Temple of Doom, but it is a lot, <laughs> and I get why. Some people really don't enjoy the film. Me. Some people like me. Well, moving on to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull a little bit. Where does this movie drop the ball? Where did they get it wrong? Here's my big thing. And really, I'm going to put my cards on the table and say, I actually like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I think it's an okay movie. Hmm. The only thing that really bothers me, and Zach is already groaning, the only thing that really bothers me about it is just, it feels made out of obligation. Yes. Every Spielberg movie, 2000 on, to me, a lot of them just feel like he's he's phoned it in for his fans, for us. Like, he's like, I know I gotta make another movie. Here's the big friendly giant. You don't like Catch Me If You Can? I'm not saying he hasn't made good movies. I'm <laughs> right. not saying okay. he hasn't, okay. but I'm saying you. like a lot of his movies feel this way to me. And I would agree. Uh, and it's very clear to me the movies that Spielberg seems invested in right. and the ones he doesn't seem invested in. This does not feel lovingly made. It feels like Indiana Jones by the numbers. Yeah, to me mm. where I think they go wrong, one word aliens Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think that you know part of the fun is seeing history as part of the plot in this movie i was actually watching red letter media's review and they were saying why not sputnik or something with that i was like well that sounds a little more interesting because i know what that story is i don't know what this crystal skull stuff is whereas when you say like ark of the covenant or holy grail i'm like ooh, like this is grounded in history not grounded but i i yeah not understand grounded this. in history the, the right. holy grail is not real it's a right. fairy tale <laughs> right it is but like still it's like well i know what you're talking about so i'm invested on another level and to me nothing in the movie feels real like the all the sets it all looks like a sound well, stage first, first i gotta jump into aliens because okay. you just you, you threw the ball up right? right so i don't mind the aliens i like the aliens i didn't my thing, I really my didn't. thing is the the first Every every Indiana Jones movie is about something supernatural. It's about Indiana uh, not believing in something. And then guess what? The power of it is real. The prize for him being clever at the end is finding out there's this super powerful thing that he shouldn't have messed with. And then he's smart enough to walk away. That's literally the thread of every Indiana Jones movie. I think where the movies differ, I think the first three deal more with the spiritual and crystal is more <laughs> more supernatural. Yeah. What are you laughing? No, it's it's 
Right. <laughs> it's just, but it, I mean, to to many who were not us, I think it's going to seem just as supernatural and ridiculous. To probably, watch probably. The Ark I of think the for me, melt someone's face. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think though we're we're dealing with like spiritual artifacts, religious artifacts. Right. It, to me, they they all seem more of a spiritual nature, and the ending is where it goes wrong for I me. Agree. Crystal Skull, also. And I think just the the introduction of of the alien and the the soup this supernatural otherworldly thing is it doesn't seem very Indiana Jones ish to me, right. you know. And and I know I'm, I don't want to get sacred with the archetype here, but I feel like the movie just it loses a lot of the things that make the first three fun. It also feels like a few different movies to me, kind of grouped together. There's the whole Happy Days fight scene, and then there's like <laughs> I actually Shia. I really loved the coffee shop scene and the subsequent chase. I thought that was yeah. good stuff. Probably one of the better parts of the Which movie. Which I yeah. wish and the movie had really been in that tone a little bit more. Almost every chase I enjoyed. I'm surprised because the reception of this movie is so negative. There really are only a few moments that I find to be offensively bad. And they're they're mostly the CG things. Here was my thing with this movie and trigger warning for Mitch. He's not going to like what I'm about to say. To me... <laughs> Don't put him in a box. I love no, when I'm, you do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I know, I'm just letting you know, you're going to get, you're not going to like this. To me, it felt a little bit like a Disney Channel original movie, which, hey, they're fun. People like them. But compared to Indiana Jones, that's, it felt like something that was made for TV. I felt like if you took Indiana Jones's name out and did the same movie and just called the guy something else, you would probably have like a fun movie for kids. Well, hold on. This just feels like you're throwing sand in my face because there's no element of this movie that feels like made for TV. Really? It's a huge it's a huge budget movie with incredible set pieces and A-list actors. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the plot of the movie. It looks like trash. The CG has not held up. The well. CG everything, doesn't look good. Everything yeah, looks clear. like a soundstage in the movie. I don't think anyone is giving a very good performance in this film. So I, I honestly think that if this movie were on TV, I would be like, yeah, this makes sense. If someone made that, it for TV, I would go like, this looks about right to me. I just disagree. I think Harrison does a great job in this movie. I think I, Shia LaBeouf does a good job in this movie. Yeah, I he think Shia LaBeouf is times. the best part of the movie. I, I agree. But Harrison, I mean, a lot of it, I'm sure, has got to be chalked up to the script because the dialogue in the movie just has no snap for me it has no memorable lines for me there's nothing there's nothing about this film that like i i take away and i go that i really enjoyed that scene or i really i really liked that it's either like bad or that was kind of cool so there's nothing about this movie that feels particularly inspired to me so i would agree with that but i i think that's what i'm getting at like if we're holding the bar of is this movie good to like is it a classic Indiana Jones level movie no. that has incredible dialogue? You know, like right. there's a reason we consider those movies to be some of the best ever made. Yeah. Right. Sure. Like as a movie on its own, I think it's a good movie. It's just not Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, like, right. like we should if we're having a discussion about potentially making more Indiana Jones movies. Right. We're going to have to get used to the idea. First of all, the franchise has to change a little bit right. and they're not all going to be slam dunks. Well, that's why I don't think they should 
do any more Indiana Jones movies. I mean, my big thing with this movie is you're right, Mitch. I don't think it's as bad as everybody says. I think it's not as good as the first three. I don't think it's like an awful, terrible movie. But to me, it feels like too campy for its own good in some places. It feels a little too goofy for me in some places, which is why I think I said it makes me think Disney Channel original movie. Like some of the jokes are a little womp womp in that that kind of thing. The scene where they're fighting, where Shia LaBeouf is fencing with Kate Blanchett on the, rough. the trucks like that they obviously really... wanted a cool shot right. but it does it's stupid it doesn't right. make sense I so agree. that's that's more so where i'm and not necessarily with the cast but i'm saying in like the look and the feel of it feels very like for kids it's goofy it's funny it's silly but that being said i think you can watch <laughs> the movie i don't think it's as bad as people say but it's clearly the worst in the franchise for me well, I would again disagree because I, I think Temple of Doom was offensively bad, not just offensive, but like there are just moments of that movie that are bad, like actively bad in a way that I don't think this is. But Temple of Doom is more interesting because it like the first 20 minutes of Temple of Doom is right. paced so incredibly well. Right. Uh, right. And when mm-hmm. I was rewatching, I thought this might be my favorite of the whole franchise. Sure. And then it just goes off the rails. There's no highs like that in this movie. This right. That's what I mean by it's paint by numbers, Indiana Jones. Right. And I would agree. There are moments that look like it's on a soundstage. Uh, you know, it's it's very clear, like, hey, we want to just kind of do another Indiana Jones movie. Right. We need a strong German woman. <laughs> Russian. She's Russian. Russian woman. We need a, uh, a, a shifty British guy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, to me, I think it's it's biggest crime is just that it's like it's kind of boring. Yeah, I it just feels familiar. That's my right. my big criticism. It's like, right. oh, this is the pace of every other movie that preceded it. Right. So, Zach, you said Shia LaBeouf is your favorite part. Absolutely. Hands down. Could he have been the next Indiana Jones? I think because people hated this movie so much, there was never a chance of him being Indiana Jones or being a character who would take up that mantle. And to be honest, I don't think that character would have been... Like, I think if the next Indiana Jones movie was called Mutt Williams and the whatever, (laughs) I just don't think people would show up to see it in the same way, though, that I don't think people would show up to see a fifth Indiana Jones movie with Harrison Ford now either. I just think Mm, I would. I think that his character in the movie is a little (laughs) more like he doesn't strike me as the I'm going to take over the franchise now. I feel like maybe if they had done one more where the adventure was just him and Indy where it's more so now he's taking lead. Now he's taking charge and we see more of like him actually handed over maybe, but even, even then I, I just don't see it. Well, I did feel bad when I was watching it. I thought to myself, this is a pretty good movie. And as an actor, I feel like I would feel so honored to be asked to be in this incredible franchise. Right. It's a historic thing. Right. And I wonder if Shia LaBeouf can look on the movie and feel a sense of pride right. or if he would feel something else because, you know, the reception of the movie was so poor. Sure. Uh, it makes me kind of sad to think about, like, I wonder if he like looks at this movie fondly because it's pretty good and he's very good in it. And I mean, so that makes me a little bit sad to think about. And imagine being him. Like, I think in his career he had done like, you know, his Disney channel stuff holes. I think he had done transformers at that point, but this is a movie with like 
Steven Spielberg is directing. George Lucas is on story. You got yeah. Harrison Ford who's acting across from you. Ray Weinstone is in this movie. Kate Blanchett. Like to me, it's I, I feel like if I were an actor, I'd be like, I've just hit the jackpot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's why when, I sometimes think what happened to Shia LaBeouf? Where'd he go? Right. And it's weird because like when the movie came out, this was the first Indiana Jones movie I'd ever seen. And I remember leaving going like, mm, that was I don't know. I don't know about that movie, but thinking Shia's good. And my dad really didn't like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when we saw it. But he was like, he even said, I like Shia. I think he's a good actor. So, but it seemed like everybody else was like, oh, he can't be the next Indiana Jones. I feel like, though, when you list, man, it's crazy because when you list all the things you just listed, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Kate Blanchett, right. you know, how did this movie not do well? Like that, like how did this movie just end up the way it did? Well, it's weird. Why would you, know? you hire David Kept to write your movie? I mean, I well, feel I like they, is, I feel like they had a hit with Jurassic Park, but some of his other movies, you know, you hear his dialogue and you go, Ooh, that's, that's not right. <laughs> Big friendly giant. Oh. That's all I'm going to say every time. Like Spielberg's not a household name to me any, anymore. I mean, he makes no. great movies and he makes terrible it's movies. so sad. Well, it's so funny. Sad. There was there was a behind the scenes uh, thing of Indiana Jones when George Lucas came to him and said, let's do a fourth one. Spielberg's reaction was, no, no more. We're done. We've told the story. We're done. <laughs> and then he dangled that indie money in front of him. Yeah. Mm. Brandon, you said that you did not hesitate earlier when Zach was talking. You're like, yes, I would see a fifth Indiana Jones movie with Harrison Ford. Indiana Jones and Han Solo are like the two greatest cinematic heroes in my mind. But yes. like period, like period. There's no there's not like a continuing discussion with me like those two guys. And they're both Harrison Ford. But like it would take very little to get me into the theaters for a fifth Indiana Jones movie. But here's what I'll say is Han Solo is a great supporting character, which is why I think he works so well in force awakens and that he doesn't have to helm any big action sequences in the movie. He doesn't have to do a lot of, I don't want to say stuff because he does quite a bit in force awakens, but he's not the main center of attention. Whereas I, I feel like when we see Harrison Ford leading the charge as Indiana Jones, it's going to be a little underwhelming because I think like, you know, we heard about him getting hurt on the set of Star Wars. And I think, you know, unfortunately, he just can't do those stunts anymore. And when he's getting beaten up in these movies, which is kind of like a hallmark of the Indiana Jones film, yeah. I'm not going to want to see him getting beaten up. I don't want to see an old man break a hip. Yeah. Right. And rewatching Crystal Skull and that opening scene, uh, and he swings and he misses the truck and he crashes through the windshield of the I truck. Just missed it. I thought to myself, "You would be in the hospital, you old sack of bones." There's oh, no bitch. way. No, 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 no. There's no, no way. To I think weird. there is an intelligent way to do an Indiana Jones movie with Harrison Ford, where he's in a wheelchair. Well, not a wheelchair, <laughs> but not not swinging that through the windshield of a truck. Yeah, like well, like there is middle ground. The There's middle ground be yeah. between yes, right, exactly. Right. Him be the There's mentor. middle ground between wheelchair and doing your own stunts. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he could be doing something. Well, it's like we forget I, he's a professor and he speaks right. a billion languages. Right, Let's just see him teach absolutely. For <laughs> he's apparently the world's only archaeologist. Yeah. That's one of my other frustrations with these movies. Uh, like the always back in the classroom on Monday. 
speaking of potential fifth movies and what those would entail, <laughs> is that going to work in 2020? Like, let's let's be honest here. I've said my piece. What do you guys think? I don't think the action adventure genre works in 2020. Maybe with the exception of like the Jumanji movies, but a lot of those are like, oh, it's fun to see The Rock and Kevin Hart and these characters together. I don't know. I feel like... Is it? I Those movies make all the money so i mean i feel like the action adventure genre just isn't as attractive and i don't know why either but like i was saying earlier i really enjoyed the new tomb raider i wish it had been more successful so i could see more movies like that but i just i don't think that it's the current flavor that the audience is looking for i I hate it that there has to be sorry mitch i hate it there has to be like you have to be consistent with the current climate i that bothers me well i'm just saying i don't think people would be interested i I mean i i I get what you're saying and i'm not i'm not saying you're wrong by any means i hate it that that's the way things are like i think a movie if it's good should be able to exist in any climate and do well i don't know i just I, I completely agree with you, but I think it's a shame. Mm. I think well, there's something to action adventure. There, it, we have not reached the depths of that. I don't think any of these genres have, have. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like there is, there's, there's still uncharted right. yes. territory. Right, right. Yeah. Uncharted territory. Nice. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> no, I, I agree. Like if you watch those, there's some great like classic black and white, you know, like you can watch like the, the great dictator or like a Charlie Chaplin movie. And like, I enjoy that. And you know, almost a hundred years later, I, I right. still enjoy it. Yeah. I think I hate to keep ringing this bell, but I think what makes it have a shelf life for me is the problematic elements of it that that make it just less palatable in 2020. It's difficult for me to watch, you know, a white savior figure go around to different villages and go around to different cultures and shoot a bunch of people and take their stuff, take their prized cultural artifacts and say it belongs in a museum. And that makes it okay. It doesn't make it okay. Like we, right. we saw black Panther. like, Hey, th- these don't belong to you. These right. belong to the cultures they were stolen from. Right. So it's difficult to get over. I feel like for me and a lot of people probably wouldn't have that hurdle, but for, it's a hurdle for me, that moral barrier, you know, just times have changed and we understand now that some of those things are wrong, so it, it makes it tough to want to pay $10 to see a movie about it. Just steal stuff from the English. No one cares about that. <laughs> and so, Just steal it from steal I, it from the English. I also feel like uh, we don't have we don't have the same love for Lucas and Spielberg that, that we did. I feel sure. like Spielberg and Lucas have been putting out some disappointing movies lately, like the BFG, Ready Player One. These movies that people have just not, they've not been showing up to see. Their names don't mean what they used to mean anymore. So I feel like if people said Indiana Jones 5, I I mean, I even think about my dad and like, maybe he'd get excited, but probably not. It reminds me of when we watched Rocky or or sorry, Balboa, Mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Mm. it just, you feel past your prime now. This feels a little embarrassing. I don't know. I think, though, also in the same vein, the notion that those two cannot make a, a good movie again I, bothers me. I'm I'm just saying I don't think that they can't make another good movie. I'm just saying I think they've lost a lot of their favor with the well, with the audience. If, if they, yeah, so like if they were planning on making a movie that like 
rode solely on their names. Like we're going to get people into the theater because Lucas and Spielberg are making the, making this movie. Well, then I don't want to see that movie anyways. That doesn't matter to me. Like if they're going to make a good movie though, like it's a good movie. Like if that, if that, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think that they're if, if, making, if they're going to put something quality, well, if, but if they're, well, I don't if think they're that, counting on riding their coattails, then, then I agree with well, you. I don't yeah. think that Spielberg is like making the post or ready player one thinking, man, this movie is probably going to be pretty bad. Like, you know, I think they think yeah. they're making good movies. I just think that I don't want to say Spielberg's lost his touch, but I think, you know, he met, might not have it. As like he used to. How many years ago was Lincoln? How many 2012. Years ago Longer ago than yeah, <laughs> you would think. <laughs> yeah. But also, you have like Daniel Day Lewis ago. in that movie, so even I couldn't mess that and up. That's, if I and that's it. a straight down the middle America Oscar movie. It is. Yeah, right. that's, it is. Yeah. Well, it's almost hard to Daniel mess it Day up. Daniel Day is better than that movie is. <laughs> His performance is better oh, than the film. old middle America. <laughs> Love them some Linko. Look, when Steven Spielberg agreed to shoot Raiders of the Last Ark, it's pretty well known he was slumming it. He said many times his intention was to make a really good B-plus film. Not to shoot a masterpiece, but a good movie that told a good story with humor and invention. Instead, he gave us the greatest adventure trilogy of all time. Why can't we be satisfied with that? I love these movies, but they're a church built on the rock that is Harrison Ford. And like the ruins he used to dig up, he's become ancient. And frankly, plenty of the scenes in this franchise have aged even worse. Sure, we all love to watch Harrison Ford fight child slaves in Temple of Doom and sleep with Nazis in Last Crusade, that's good cinema. But when Indy says, leave me alone, I don't like fast women, it's a cruel reminder he's never been good to a woman in his life. When Short Round says, okie dokie Dr. Jones, hold on to your potatoes, we can't help but wonder why a child's being placed in these life-threatening situations in the first place, and why no one on set thought to ask if this was racist. Behind the glass of a museum exhibit, these movies are a gem, but staring up close, it's hard not to feel some franchises are better left in the dust. Indiana Jones is more than just a collection of movies or a character played by Harrison Ford. It is a frame of mind. It is the ability to believe when all others doubt to forge ahead when your companions turn back, and to want something so badly you can taste it. The Indiana Jones movies, especially Raiders of the Lost Ark, hold a special place in my heart. And for obvious reasons, I've always associated them very closely with the original Star Wars trilogy. That unashamed child inside of all of us, in desperate search of their next great adventure, is an emotion I always tap into with either of these great franchises. So when I think about the future of this character, I ask myself, Am I ready for another adventure with Indy? The naysayer inside of me reminds myself of Harrison's age and the tired Crystal Skull installment. But the father, now raising children of his own, is reminded on a daily basis of the need for adventure. So I will continue to burn a candle for the next great Indiana Jones movie. Jonesing, to have a fixation on or to be addicted to. We've gotten more Star Wars, we've gotten more Independence Day, we've even gotten a Super Trooper sequel in the last decade. So, I have to wonder why we haven't had that fifth Indiana Jones movie. It's been rumored for years and still, nothing. I have to believe that the series is done, but that's not a bad thing. 
it is perfectly fine to end things. We don't need more Indiana Jones to celebrate the greatness of most of these films. I don't say this with sorrow or a heavy heart. I think we've seen our last Indiana Jones film. And that's okay. Sometimes you've gotta know when to call it quits. And ladies and gentlemen, I believe that Indy's hat and whip should stay on the mantle. I would totally watch that with like a Sean right. Connery type figure as the dad and he has a weekly adventure and the dad teaches him about, you know, medieval literature. Right. I'd be into it. Right. With River Phoenix. With River Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, too soon, y'all. <laughs> he's in he's in the third one. I know. He's yeah. also dead. Show a little respect. Who, uh, who who else didn't watch? <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> And I looked up who's that handsome teenager. I forgot about the raft. Are we going to be able to let it go? Well, that brings our episode on Indiana Jones to a close. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. We would love to hear your opinion on our episode or any other movie-related topic. So if you haven't already, hop on over to our Facebook page and join the conversation. We can be found at the Israeli Podcast. And don't forget, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a little spare time and you like what you hear, we would love it if you would take a minute to rate and review our podcast. We appreciate your support. Well, just a reminder, you won't be hearing from us next week due to our new schedule, but we will be back in two weeks with our second annual episode dedicated to all things Oscar. The award. The Academy Awards. You know what I meant. We'll see you then. Oh.